you're buying a bit of seeds and the other inputs are rain and sun mm. and you get more value than you put in. $2 becomes $20, mm. $100 on account of sun, rain and seeds. Welcome to another episode of the Maritime Gardening Podcast, and uh, once again, we are on the line with Greg. How are you doing today, Greg? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, well, I've been better, but anyway, we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> nobody needs like, nobody needs to be bothered. Life's so hard. It, it is sometimes. Of course, it could always be worse. So damn hard. It's not fair. No, could always be worse. As we were talking to somebody, and you know, uh, or I think it was my wife. She was telling someone of our uh, our current issues which you know are are important to us right now but uh the person she was talking to said how uh, a relative of theirs had a spinal infection and maybe paralyzed so so then you're like yeah maybe we don't have problems that's the thing you know there could be worse mantra it's 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 a healthy mantra for for you to say I always find like when you're telling people your problems and they tell you that well Mm. you know it could be worse Mm. It's like it, it doesn't come to you as wisdom. It's like, yeah, well, screw you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, that's my usual. But it is true. Like, yeah. it's, it's a good thing to remind yourself it could be worse no matter what the problem is. Well, yeah, you know, we could be in a war zone, right? So, yeah. And maybe maybe we yeah. will be before long. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows where this is all going, which is why we should talk about gardening and yes. uh, the economic impact of gardening. That's today's topic. Perfect. Uh, if you own land, I would say right up until like 50 years ago, the whole point of owning land was using it to produce something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a hundred years ago, uh, you know, like I, for, except for anyone working in a factory. Um, but you know, one of the benefits of owning land is that you can turn use that that land as a resource. It has resources, and you can use those to your benefit. Somehow, um, a number of years ago, we just lost our connection to all of that, and we just became straight consumers. Yeah, but uh, not producers. We produce for other people, and they pay us a bit of money, and we mm-hmm. use that to consume. We're being told what to buy, and also we're we're being hammered with the the message that food is something you have to buy. Mm-hmm. Just period. Yeah, food is something you have to buy. It's not like you can just walk in the forest and find it, which you can mm. uh, during certain times of the year. And it's it's and we're also sort of well, you know, having a garden that's just so hard. Well. Not once you get good at it. Mm-hmm. It's like us driving a stick shift. Right. It is hard. It's really hard to learn. Yes. But then like a week later, you're awesome at it. <laughs> and like three years after week two, you're like maybe a tiny bit better than you were in week two. That's tiny, true. Like, That's like, you know, true. You're like 90% of your expertise is, is there. You're like, you gain an extra 10% after like three years. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's you right. Learn that's how right. to like change gears without using the clutch or something like that. Yeah, um, but uh, so it's the same sort of thing. Gardening just becomes uh, like a uh, I would almost uh, liken it to being in a martial art. You know, like when when someone's learning all the movements. If you watch like the Karate Kid or whatever, you know, sand the floor and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all these movements are awkward and they don't feel right. But then after a little while. You know, going through all those movements almost becomes like an enjoyable ritual. Right. Like you're practicing some sort of meditation or um, you're doing something you're good at and all the movements just feel like natural movements and and you get into a rhythm. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly 
what it's like once you uh, start turning your property into a food producing uh, uh, aspect of your life. And, and I'm not saying it has to be wholesale. Anything I'm saying on this show, bear in mind that I'm talking about just turning the dial in a different direction than where it's been. If you have no garden, start with a small garden. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't have to like be off the grid with no nothing, you know, and producing all your own food and living like a pioneer year yeah. one. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, 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 you sort of put that as just like, you know, if Dave, if you were to join a karate cat class, it's not like you want to be the next, uh, you know, UFC champion. But, uh, but I do. <laughs> then exactly. I'm the baddest man on the planet. Yeah. Um, but you know, like you would like to get there, right? Yeah. That's like the end, the end goal. Maybe that's, it's, it's, you know, some sort of abstract end goal, but you know, right. you're not going to get no, there. Exactly. Right? Um, no, exactly. No offense to you. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. just, you've, you've never fought me. <laughs> you're fierce. <laughs> Dangerous man. I am um, tiny, but tough. No, the, uh, <laughs> But <laughs> but the point is, um, like a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing we're friends. Uh, no, the the uh, I think the you know the point is the way that you pitch gardening, it, you know, with the permaculture approach is even more realistic for what you're explaining to people because you don't have to go from zero to a hundred knowing every little thing. No, just get out there and fumble around and, you know, try something, you know, tr you know, do a bit of reading and, and give, take a stab at it this year yeah. and, and learn from that and then take another stab at it next year. And man, year after year after year, it, it does. I mean, gardening is a long term, you know, it's, it, it is an act of nurturing. I found it to be very good preparation for being a parent because there's a lot of failure involved. That's a good, um, good analogy. But you, you know, your gardening is... Because also because you're building soil, if you're a permaculture gardener, um, it's a multi-year project. But you, you know, you 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 stay positive because you're moving towards better and better and better soil, which mm -hmm. means better more, and, and a more balanced ecology in your garden. So your your pests, everything, you know, long term, everything's going to sort of balance out and everything's going to be better. Yeah. Um, but this year, next year, whatever, it might not get there, and that's not a big deal. And you don't mm -hmm. have to throw it. You're still going to be better off than you were you're still going to be getting exercise that you don't have to pay a gym membership for mm -hmm. you're going to be getting f more fresh air than you normally would because you have to be out there right you're going to be getting healthy free organic food mm. um, for you know your, your your exercise is going to be creating food mm. i can't i don't I know one gym that promises that and good tasting uh, food hopefully and that's right and that goes back to the, the topic of today's show the economic impact of gardening and the idea that, you know, I talk to a lot of people and there's this general idea that it's a hobby and that it, it's something you, and hobbies are generally speaking, the things you spend money on that mm. aren't productive. Mm -hmm. And I don't include gardening in that. Right. I know there's people that take that approach to gardening, a sort of hobby mentality, mm -hmm. but I take it as a food prep, you know, it's, it's a food security activity. I mean, I, I enjoy it. The way someone might enjoy a hobby, it's pleasurable to me to be outside in my garden. Yeah. But my goal isn't just I'm here having fun. Like I am right. making food out of nothing, sort of thing. And yeah. I, 
I, I need to, for me, in any given year, the, the food that the value of the food that comes out has to be greater than the costs that I put in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not counting my time in that. Right. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people do. Well, you know, I'd be better off using my time for this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, I think the reality is that you can only spend so many hours a day working. So, yeah, if yeah. I spent two hours in my garden, um, you know, yeah, I could make more money doing consulting for two hours. But, boy, there's got to be at least two hours of my day where I'm not working. Yeah. And doing something physical that, that's, you know, good for me mentally and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that's a lot more productive than Facebooking or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's joy, you know, maritime gardening.com and Facebook, uh, maritime gardening at Facebook. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely spend your time there. But only for a little while and get out in your garden. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, so that's, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, to start, I think I'll use an analogy. My mother, my, when I was growing up, my father, and he had a garden, of course, but he also had a boat. Mm. And uh, my mother always said, a boat is a hole in the water that you throw money into. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking like a little, you know, this was like a 20-something foot boat, you know, made of plywood and fiberglass. And it just it just absorbed, you know, money. Yeah. I mean, we, we back then there was actually fish in the ocean, so... Um, you know, but I think, I don't, I don't even think the fish really, I don't think it balanced out. We did get fish and I think it paid for some of his gas. You could pull into Eastern passage and like unload some of your fish and trade it for gas or something there. Um, but for the most part, the boat just was just a cost item. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and I, but I think a lot of people feel that way about gardening. And if you go to a garden center, it certainly seems it's all about buying. Yeah. It's, it's, it's growing seems to be the bottom of the list. And, um. I don't think that's um, necessarily the case. I think um, if you're gardening uh, in a mindful way and if you have it as your goal that your garden is going to produce an amount of food, the value of which is greater than the money you put into it that year or maybe maybe year one. If you have nothing, if you have no garden mm-hmm. and depending on how elaborate you want your garden to be um, – you might break even year one. It really depends on what you plant and all that sort of stuff. But certainly over time, your your garden gets bigger. Yeah. And, um, you just get better at it and, uh, you know, maybe you start saving seeds and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but over time, it will be a producer for you. Um, I mean, if you think about, you know, a pack of seeds costs $1.99. Yeah. And depending on what you plant – that can produce anywhere from twenty to fifty dollars worth of produce. Yeah. Depends on your what you're growing. Like if you're growing kale, uh, a pack of seeds will will fill a bed of kale. Maybe even two if you're really judicious with your seeds. Yeah. But at a bare minimum, you're going to be growing a garden that's four by ten of kale, and that is, you know, a number of meals a week. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, you can break the you can break the um, stalks off, and it, it grows back during the sort of height of growing season in June, July, August, September. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if it's a bad year, maybe it doesn't start producing really till July. Um, and that depends on you and your transplants and all that sort of stuff. The growing conditions where you are and whatever your microclimate is. Yeah, uh, I'm harvesting kale right up until oh about October, November, mm-hmm. and then it really starts to slow down and it doesn't keep up with the eating. Right. So. And we eat a lot of kale. I mean, it's, you know, right now I don't have any kale. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I buy two heads a week and we're eating less than we would in the summer. We would eat maybe two or three times that in the summer. So I'm spending right now $6 a week on kale, 
Whereas normally I would eat about $12 worth of kale a week. And I would do that for months. Right. So that $2 is saving me a heck of a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, now I don't even buy kale seeds anymore unless I want to try something new. I mean, I've got my red Russian kale, which I like. My wife uh, likes scotch curly kale, so I have to get some of that now. Mm-hmm. She, she told me <laughs> clearly that she prefers. Well, that, that makes it's better in salads. Okay. Red Russian kale is not great in a salad. Yeah. Anyway, so for two bucks, you're getting from anywhere from 20 to 50, even possibly $100 worth of produce. I can't think of one Wall Street investment unless you're totally crooked and on the inside. Yeah. It's going to give you a 10% or, you know, a 25% or, uh, you know, a return like that. Just an incredible return. And I, I think when we think about investments, we just think about these sort of mystical uh, bank, stock market type things. An investment is anything where you spend a certain amount of money and you get value out of that. Yeah. In the crudest sense, so I can't think of a more, a greater way to to take a certain amount of money and create a greater amount of value from that. You're, you're literally just you're buying a bit of seeds, and the other inputs are rain and sun, mm. and you get more value than you put in. Two dollars becomes twenty, fifty, a hundred dollars mm. on account of sun, rain, and seeds. And remember, I'm a permaculture gardener, so I don't have to buy this fertilizer or that mm-hmm. fertilizer, all these exotic th- things that you add. I mean, I just I just put mulches on top and uh, create an environment that the, uh, the microorganisms and the worms and stuff want to be in, and, and they improve the soil gradually over time, yeah. make it better and better and healthier and healthier. Mm-hmm. So you're working with them. They're, you know, your, your employees, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like slave late, but it's not. It's symbiosis. Yeah. You're, you're giving them what they want. Yeah. And they, they just hang around in there and just make your soil better on account of what they do because that's how the system works. Yeah. Um, but instead of it being a forest, you're, you're growing things you want. It sounds uh, so simple and, and like a no-brainer, but yet a lot of people just don't do it. I think we've just literally had it knocked out of us because this would have been totally natural to anyone, you know, if you got back 50, 60, 70, 80 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, any, anyone that lived through the Great Depression, my grandparents said, uh, their generation – um, this was just something people would do, to, you know, on varying scales and to varying levels. Yeah. So, so that's seeds, but also perennials. I, I can't, if we're talking about an investment, um, perennials are, they go way beyond that because you buy them once mm-hmm. if, if they're hardy for your zone. Um, I, I have perennials here that are hardy for my zone. Um, and you have to be very careful when you're buying them. I often buy them as transplants just because they're ready to go and it's a little bit easier. And it, it, so what if a transplant costs three ninety nine? Yeah. You're never going to have to buy that again. And it gets like bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And you can start breaking them up and putting them in different places. Right. I mean, we moved here in 2011 and my garden got bigger and bigger and bigger. I never my garden sort of orbit and grow sort of every year because mm-hmm. you can't it's, it's just too much to, to, to make a huge garden in one year yeah but i'm finally to a point now so i had nothing 2011 it was just dirt i wouldn't even say soil i would say dirt mm-hmm. which is like gardeners you're not supposed to call dirt soil right, right. Um, but this was such poor poor soil um i've got so many herbs now i mean i, I cook uh, a lot that i don't need to buy herbs mm-hmm and I don't cook the way people did in the 50s where they use like half a teaspoon of, you know, no, I use like, you know, probably four or five tablespoons of herbs a week sort of thing, at least, maybe yeah. more. Right? I use a lot of different herbs in my cooking. 
And I've got so much growing in my garden now that I have enough to last until the new stuff starts growing. Mm. And next year, I'll have so much I can start giving it to people. Nice. I look forward to it. Friends, family out there, you're getting herbs for Christmas. (laughs) I'm looking forward to a box of herbs. (laughs) Not the illegal kind. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and cause they're it's just the nature of most of those perennials are, you know, if they're herbs they're weed like, mm-hmm. um, but there's also, you know, trees and different kinds of berry bushes and those, and, you know, trees and bushes and those sorts of things, I would be, I would check your, uh, expectations. Mm-hmm. They are worth the money, but they're worth buying if you are invested in your property and you're going to stay there for a long time. Cause yeah. it, Depending on your soil and the conditions, I mean, some of these things take a while to get acclimatized and get used to where you are. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I planted apple trees in my backyard, uh, oh, three years ago, and they're still, you know, they're still not um, doing great. I planted them the year we had that insane winter, and mm-hmm. uh, it really that year damaged them. And then last winter, last year, I didn't get anything off of any of them. They didn't even, I didn't even know if they flowered. So something really, they're still alive, but they really got yeah. damaged. But this year, they'll be fine. But uh, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I know that in a number, in a year or two or three or whatever, I'm still going to start getting apples. And once those roots get established and the tree figures out how to get along in my situation here, mm-hmm. I'll get more and more apples every year, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I spent, you know, 30 25 bucks or $30 a tree or whatever. But, um, the long term, over the next 10, 20, 30 years, uh, if I'm still around, yeah. uh, I'm going to get a ridiculous amount of apples. Right. Mm. So that'll totally pay for itself. Oh yeah. And then there's the other thing where, you know, the gardening, once you have a garden and all this stuff scr- starts growing, it, it drives your diet and That's true. you start feeling like you, you got to sort of keep up with everything. So you start eating all the stuff you're growing mm. and you end up buying less stuff from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And then you also get healthier because a greater of your diet is a greater proportion of your diet is, is plant based. And yeah. I don't want to sound like some sort of, um, you know, uh, vegetarian preacher. I'm not a vegetarian. I had primary last night. <laughs> but, uh, no, but it's true. It's, just, it's true. <laughs> I, I, I've been listening to uh, some other shows and, more and more things are pointing towards, you know, the more, not necessarily going straight vegan, but the more you can incorporate vegetables and fruit into your diet, the obviously the better you're going to be. Oh, man. And the perception that it costs less is, is flawed. It, yeah. Especially, <laughs> I think that's literally us being hoodwinked. Yes. You know, if you think about per weight, just go in the grocery store and look how much the meat or the fish or whatever you're buying costs per kilogram, and then look how much the vegetables cost mm-hmm. per kilogram. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a lot of vegetables, um, especially if you spread it out between your your greens and your different roots and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's it's and and you just start feeling better and you're you're getting very full, but instead of having like a pound of meat in your guts, you've got like a pound of greens and stuff. Yeah. And the gardening gets easier mm-hmm. as you get better at it. It's just going to get your garden will get larger every year, and it'll be easier to do, mm-hmm. which doesn't it's counterintuitive, but believe me, that's how it works. You want more every year, and you get more every year. Nice. And I mean, to, to me, this you know, since about the dawn, since we had agriculture, this is what owning land was about: mm-hmm. growing things on it. And it's only been a handful of years, and, and when you think on the scale of time, mm-hmm. that uh, we've, we've lost our connection to all of that. Yeah. Um, I have a graph that I have on my um, my business website, which projects, you know, based on different assumptions for how much you spend a week on produce. Uh, I'll, I'll put this in the show. Yeah, notes. we'll put a link to it. 
what you can expect to get as a return. Um, when I worked for government, I used to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the simplest way of putting it. If you spend $20 a week on produce, okay, and this is assuming, I think, six months of uh, – Six months of the year, May to October is was the assumption. Um, for, for me, I often it's really producing heavily from June to November. For right. me, um, if you spend twenty dollars a week on produce and you switch and start getting that from your garden, then in year one, that's going to save you four hundred and eighty dollars on groceries. Nice. Yeah, after two years, it saved you nine hundred sixty dollars. After mm-hmm. three years, fourteen hundred. Four years, nineteen hundred dollars. Right, so I mean, we're getting into a trip to Disney World here, right? Yeah. Um, if you spend fifty, uh, forty dollars a week on produce, it's um, nine sixty year one, nineteen hundred dollars year two, almost three thousand twenty eight hundred eighty wow. year three, right, and so on, right. So, if you're a heavy vegetable consumer, or you you want to be, and you start organizing your life around that garden and so on, the savings can be um, considerable as you go up that. Uh, as you go up that scale. So it's totally, you know, when you, from week to week, you might, you're t- saving $20, but that adds up. Oh yeah. Um, so it's totally worth doing. And sure. um, I recommend it to anyone. Yeah. Which kind of uh, brings us into another project that you and I have been working on. Yeah. Um, anyone who listens to the show knows that I'm a frugal person because I'm always talking about ways to, save money and and ways to uh, get the most out of your garden and, and how to get around uh, a lot of the costs that people tend to associate with gardening. And uh, it might come as a surprise to some people, but every aspect of my life, I come at that way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, if you might have looked at uh, on the website, I had some uh, pictures of uh, cold frames that I built. Well, I've been meaning to build those for four years, but I've been waiting for someone to throw windows away right. so I can get the glass for free. <laughs> Right, <laughs> just waiting. Right. Yeah. Um, so as soon as the glass is available, boom, had the cold frames. Um, so this uh, other podcast, I th- we're going to call it just because it seems to be the the theme: uh, stop the madness. But what it's about is topics like what we discussed today, but not focused on gardening. It, mm-hmm. it expands to all aspects of just. Um, trying to get through life with a home and a family or just or, or trying to get through life in general mm. um, where you're faced with a world that is designed to fool you out of every penny you have. Yeah. Um, and the, the notion is that I think if you took a person from like 1918 and transported them to today and, if that person saw what people spend their money on nowadays, they'd think we were nuts buying bottles of water when water's free and, you know, spending money on all these different sorts of things. Uh, n- not having a garden in your backyard, for instance, if you have, yeah. you're wealthy enough to own land. Why aren't you growing some food in there? Right. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And things like that. Yeah. So, you know, every week we're going to talk about different things. There's different themes we're going to get on, but it, it spans the whole gamut of um, <laughs> even the children's birthday parties or, you know, what some of these things we're oh, yeah. uh, planning to discuss. Uh, well, you'll have to tune in and find out. But basically, yeah, uh, the, the the most suitable name we could, we agreed on was Stop the Madness because the every, madness. every subject covered essentially in our mind even though i know in many of them i participate in 
fully. (laughs) 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 You know, are mad. They're just mad. So it stopped the madness. Bringing the wisdom of the past to the problems of today is that, you know, we, we discuss a phenomenon, a cultural mm-hmm. phenomenon, something we do that, you know, we, we have a certain amount of costs and expenditures and, mm-hmm. you know, like a children's birthday party. There's a certain way that's supposed to happen nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> if you went back, you know, 80 years ago, it wouldn't look anything like, I mean, no. it's almost like planning a bloody wedding, right? It, so It is, and I just came out of one and going into another one. So, yeah, we'll have yeah, to do that one before. We'll a whole episode on that, I think. Ugh. So all those sorts of topics. So if if you like, you know, on this podcast, if you like um, that, you know, when we when we're discussing those sort of concepts, um, uh, if you if you enjoy that, that's definitely the podcast for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. really interested in people's input and, and what they think on that. Um, it's yeah. just something that's on my mind. It's it's connected to this show, but it's a distinct, different topic. Yes. And I think it's really topical for um, the this period in time. Um, uncertain economic times and, and you know uh, a lot of people are struggling with um, making ends meet and that sort sure. of stuff but even people that are doing okay they could have ridiculous amounts of debt yes um, so it's their you know they're sort of house poor or whatever mm-hmm. um, that term house poor so we're going to talk about a, a broad variety of topics related to that mm. and try to make it all hang together and hopefully it's uh, useful and helps people yeah It'll be fun too. So yeah, by all means, uh, check the show notes for a link to that. Um, <clears throat> I believe the domain name is going to be stopthemadnesspodcast.com. Uh, and uh, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we'll have that up as well as having the show up on iTunes and various other places. But uh, we're just having so much fun, we decided to do it again. no we did actually craig and i do have do enjoy um doing these shows um but it wasn't so much that you know we have so much time on our hands that uh, what would you like to do with it it was uh these are important things we felt needed to be talked about and as far as we can tell they're not really being talked about so so that's where we're at so anyway that was our show for today um again we'll put the show notes up this is um, going to be episode 26, so it'll be maritimegardening.com slash 026. And uh, thanks again for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next one. Take care. <laughs>